Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare, acknowledges the Ghana people as the traditional custodians of the land and water on which this podcast is recorded and produced. Welcome to Motherhood, a beautiful nightmare. It's the podcast for the mother who's flying by the seat of her Nissan Qashqai. <laughs> Does it come with cash? Well, I always think, isn't that a weird name for a car? A Qashqai. Qashqai. It sounds like cash cow. Yeah, like it does. on the morning show. Which it was. A cash cow. Mm. Your Nissan cash cow. Yeah. But I drive a Nissan cash car. It's a cash car. What, what kind of car is a cash car? I don't know. It's just a random middle of the road car, kind of car. Isn't it? Just noth- it's just a car. Yeah. Nothing specky. Nothing, sp- it's got nothing sp- special. Maybe that's why it's called cash car. Spelled yeah. Q-U-A hyphen P-H-T <laughs> silent Z. Why? Umlaut. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, that's the car. <laughs> But you're slumming it in, good stuff. <laughs> you're here with Shadella tomorrow. Um, hey, we've got an exciting episode. We do because we interview a comedian. She is a, a little bit controversial. So excited to be chatting to the brilliant Nikki Osborne, a.k.a. Bush Barbie. Bush Barbie. And she was a joy and... Look, we had to edit the episode a heap. <laughs> <laughs> and she told us not to. Yeah, Leave every rude, foul thing in. So we did, so, Nikki. We did. Don't worry. But I'm just joking. I don't know. MABN style is usually to leave the disgusting stuff in. We'll see what you think. <laughs> so, y'all want to talk about mama? Hit it. That's what I'm talking about. Wait. Okay, now. From the beginning. Motherhood. A beautiful nightmare. Oh, great. Another motherhood podcast. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Oh, One of those. Actually, we, we chatted with Georgie Carroll, who you know as well, um, yes. and she said the word motherhood, she goes, it's a bit triggering for me. It's like mother, like I just, it doesn't, I de-, and we we kind of do the opposite of all the, what that 
what did we say? It was like sense and sensibility, like it was that kind of motherhood is an antiquated term. Mm. It does. It kind of it, it kind of um, conjures uh, images of yeah, like Downton Abbey sense of and women in grey sweaters mm-hmm. with yep. yeah. women in grey sweaters <laughs> with headphones hair. on doing a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that's and what it does. And canteen medals. No, it is. I don't like being a mother. Like just being called a mother. No, it's awful. Being a father. Oh, amazing. Amazing being a father. And it doesn't take much to be a good father, but it doesn't take much to be a bad mother. It's not very fair, is it? No, it's not. And that is one of the, that's something um, I've heard before, basically, where it's like we do one thing wrong. It's almost like where McDonald's, the mum takes her kids through a drive-through, she's a lazy mum. The dad does it. He is helpful. He is making sure they've Mm. got a meal. He's giving mum a break. You know what I mean? He's a winner. He's a yeah. goddamn winner. Good old dad. Good old dad. And they've done the same thing. At our school, they, they had this thing going. It was a father's magic night at the school. And I'm like, what? Do they magically appear? <laughs> oh. <laughs> what yeah. did they do? They finally that's, turn up to the school. That's, ra- that's random. Participate. Okay. What happened? Oh, I'm giving him a hard time. Actually, Kate Jenkinson said, uh, what did she say? That... Um, if she was to go into prison again, it would probably be a crime of passion on her partner. She'd have thrown something at him. She'd knocked him off his perch, something like that. <laughs> Actually, that is a great question for Nikki. If you were to commit a crime you're in jail for, what would it be? What would you have done? Oh, what would I yeah. have done? What crime would you have committed, oh. been convicted for? Well, I've always said to my husband that we can't ever divorce because he's really good at paperwork <laughs> yeah. and... I would burn his car. So it would be a, I would have burned his car. Right. Yeah, that's what it would arson. Be. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Oh, she's a yeah, fire, fire one. Basically. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> burn your car. What, what did you get? Paperwork wasn't in the what car. What would you get for that, like six months? Maybe a year. I, I have some f- funny feeling that Nikki would Metal. have talked her way out of that and she'd got off with picking up papers. She'd or be something. like, sorry, but I wear a blazer. What kind of person with a blazer sets a car on fire? <laughs> Actually, that's funny. That reminds me of when I lost my licence. When I went to get it back, well, when I went to court to try and fight it, um, what had happened was, you know, you only get four points on your P's, Mm. right? And I was driving to, I was driving an hour each way to uni five days a week for three years. And then um, on the second last day, I got done for three points. So that made me lose my licence. And then I was about to graduate and move to Sydney and I was going to all these auditions via bus mm. and my hair was a mess. Like the casting agents were saying, Nikki, you're a mess. <laughs> and I'm like, right, that's my argument. So I went to court and I said, look, I'm losing jobs because I'm catching buses and I'm getting blown and I'm sooty and I'm missing out on work. And the judge literally said, well, we can't have bad hair now, can we? And banged his little hammer thing. <laughs> And I got my license back. <laughs> That's crazy. That is brilliant. So, so maybe yeah, you're right. Apollo. Next, next thing yeah, you know, he's front hair. row at your shows eating popcorn. You're making him laugh. Yes. He's a fan of Bush Barbie. He didn't say, meet me in my chambers later. <laughs> no. Oh, no. There, there are others that have wanted me to come to their chambers, but we... We won't get into the no, whole Me Too debate today. No, I think it's, a, yeah, it's, keep it light. it's a bit heavy for this conversation. It is heavy. But look, one thing I did see recently was um, 
it was you had a very funny take on women in comedy or let's just say women playing in a male heavy dominated space it doesn't necessarily have to be comedy but you obviously can speak from the comedy angle it's quite tricky out there for you know females in very male heavy dominated areas isn't it to not be typecast to not be kind of cast aside to not be seen to be brought down a peg or two because you know you're a female with a voice it can be it's still there's still we've got a long way to go unfortunately I don't mean that to be negative but it is true yeah no but thankfully with all the political correctness it's swaying in our favor whether or not we're funny and deserve it which is (laughs) quite amusing (laughs) you know things are certainly going the other way they've got to tick all the boxes of inclusion and they're ending up just casting whoever fits that box and often you end up with a lineup that's not particularly good um but aside from that uh no it's it's been an interesting journey because yeah I still even though I've been a comedian for some time the press still write former model Nikki Osborne, yeah. and I was never a fucking <laughs> so. And the fact that they even say former means, well, I'm obviously not so good enough. Explain like, not that attractive enough now. Either. So explain that. So why are they saying you weren't a model? I wasn't. See, because of that, I was the under under the impression you were, yeah. but you had never been. No, I'm just good looking. Like, <laughs> I, <laughs> but you can't be, can you? You cannot be funny and no, be attractive. No, because they no. just assume. That that's what you were. And that's like, unbelievable. I, I went to drama school. I treaded the boards. I'm a thespian who looks like a lost weather girl, but that's not my fault. So, um, yeah, that's the, that's the stereotype I've been finding wow. for some yeah. time. That's yeah. a nice compliment, but, yeah, when you get down to it, it's yes. not at all. Not when yeah, it's former. If they said model skills, <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, I yeah. still go all right, but no former, which means wow. I'm a bit long in the tooth now. So, so it's kind of so we're kind a journalist, of resemble someone. A journalist yeah. or reviewer's made that up, and everyone just keeps writing mm. it. Wow. Oh, my husband's also Jamie Starr, which isn't his name, but because some nonce put it in Wikipedia early in the day, my husband has oh. been living under a false name in the papers ever since. Oh. I'm married to yeah. His name's not Jamie, Jamie. Starr. What's <laughs> yeah. his name? I'm not telling. I'm going to run with it. He's like. Mr. James Star, Bond. Consider him James Bond. James Bond. Monsieur Star. Mis- Monsieur Star. Yeah. So mm. he's actually probably the one that's like desirable and everyone wants to know who he is, but he's, he needs to actually wear a wig and cover his eyes now. He's got to do a seer, right? He probably needs a bit of a wig actually. <laughs> he's thinning on the top. Um, oh, yeah. Some plugs. No, we can't. We can't say that. That's not fair. Plugs, fuck no. Um, just a cap. He can be a cap dad <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, cap with the glasses. Dad. It's always quite good looking. I like that look, the whole glasses with the shaved head. Yeah. No, I was just going to say there goes my question about how, how was it transitioning from modelling <laughs> to comedy? Well, it was really quick. I didn't even know it happened. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I always I was a dramatic actress. Were you? Um Yes. Yeah, right. Is that where you saw your trajectory? When I didn't get the role. When I got the role, it was comedy. But um, Something was telling you something, the universe. Found that I only got comedic roles for the most part. I did a few dramas, award-winning dramas, I might add. Yes, yes. Listen to me, now I'm becoming a bomb. You're a bit Richard Um, Attenborough, wasn't it? She went all Richard Attenborough. It's the blazer. It's doing it. It is the blazer. No, but everyone calls me a bogan too, which I'm very much not a bogan. I grew up in... um, a house on the sand. A house is a good start. I like that. <laughs> yes, like a, a fancy house that won Queensland House of the Year. Wow. Um, 
I know. So I had a pish posh upbringing, but I realised in comedy, if you get up on stage and look like a weather girl yep. and speak pish posh, people in Australia just think you're a bitch. Correct. And they don't like you. Yeah. Or so I had to open it up. Yeah, or a former It's like model. Sophie Monk. Oh, Sophie yeah. Monk's got British parents, but she sounds like a bogan because I think that's the only way she could get people to like her. Yeah, because you've got to dial yeah. it down a peg or two. That's really interesting. Yeah. And I'm actually glad you said what you said about comedy, meaning, well, they have to tick boxes now, so it means you their diversity has to be there, which is great, whether or not the lineup's great. Um, but No, it can be at the expense of the... <laughs> yes, we all know about that. But it's yeah. good to be able to get the gig in the first place. Which is also a good the opportunity. The opportunity yeah. is there. Oh, is it controversial? I don't know. What, <laughs> so I had a pilot. <laughs> I had a pilot in Pilot Week, right? And because um, you know, Pilot Week a few years ago, uh, Channel Ten got in a lot of trouble because the six shows were all male-led, male-created. Mm, oh. Yeah. So they were in the shit. So my year, they commissioned. A few female-led shows, mine included, and I'm like, yes, this is great. But in the end, they ended up favouring Courtney Axe's show, which uh, they're calling it inclusion, but I just saw it as, hey, quick, guys, put on a bunch of dresses and then yeah. we've, we've ticked the inclusion yeah. box. But it's it, ultimately it was a bunch of guys dressing up as chicks who kind of yeah. won still there's that other whole area that so many other women can't identify with because you're showing a bunch of heterosexual males then there is a homosexual male there's still no other what where's the where's the where's where we can identify with it's not there That's yeah the patriarchy yeah your show on the spectrum that you wrote oh, speaking of controversy yeah <laughs> I want to know about that because I think the everyone that would have seen the show loved it yes but then you copped a lot of crap from people beforehand because they were probably not understanding what you were trying to do. No. Bring light to something that many, many um, parents struggle with. So you've got two boys, Will and Teddy, yes. teenage boys. Well, one's a teenager. How old was Teddy when you wrote this show? Uh, one's a semi-teenager. Five? Yeah. That's not a teenager. <laughs> no, no, no. no. So two how teenagers. How old was he when I wrote the show? Five. No. You said when he wrote the show. When I wrote the show, he didn't write the fucking show. I wrote the show. Um, he was five. Um, no, okay. they, they just assume it's just the assumption that I would be punching down, which is why would you do that about your own yes. kid? How's that going to be helpful? There's not much yeah. logic in that. I know. I'm just going to absolutely rip the piss out of my son who's already having a hard time. Yes. Yeah, no. So it was much more flipping the the per- perception of autism on its head and it was actually making the comparisons of their skill set as opposed to, well, you know, uh, often useless bunch of skills. Like, yes, we're very sociable, but what the fuck does that achieve other than, you know, lots yeah. of friends on Facebook? It's a nice thing to have, but um, meanwhile they're like designing skyscrapers and going on a mission to Mars and, we're like garnering likes about our new frock we bought from Chic on Facebook. So yeah, you can yeah, it's basically it's an uplifting show. It's a great show. I pulled the pin on it quite early, but it is something that I want to tour again um, and possibly record because anyone who came saw it, 
it's just yes. you know it's just the social justice warriors online that just assume that you're just profiting yeah. from your child <laughs> so what feedback did you have from people who supported you who loved the show who were pot- um, pot- potentially in the same situation as you well for a lot of people often there'd be a good cry after the show because people yeah. line up <laughs> a release to, yeah to talk about their experiences and one guy came up he would have been about 17 he was with his daughter who was about my age you know 28 um and uh, yeah. he's he came up and he started crying I'm like don't you dare and he said it's the first mm-hmm. time I've seen my daughter laugh since the diagnosis diagnosis 18 months ago and yeah. I was like that's that's good. That, that's where you know you're doing something right. And as you said, it was not to um, – it's it's a heavy subject matter. And, look, you're a career mum and also making sure that you tend to both your children, one of them with, that has, would you say, st- has special needs or is that at the point now where you've actually – he's come full circle, so to speak, and he's getting what he needs, therefore he can thrive? Yeah, I'd say we've reached that point. We're, in the early yeah. days, we were in rough, rocky territory. We, you know, we were the typical parents who were told he might never speak, he might never interact because, um, you know, he was doing everything and repetition and just just switched off. But now, no, he's, um, he's doing great. You know, he's in mainstream school. He's got his buddies. He's uh, starting to be a bit of a rebel, which is interesting. Um, oh. but In what way? Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, he's buddied up with this new kid who I mm-hmm. think might have been expelled from a few prior schools and they've been doing ding-dong ditch at the school. So they've been going and ding-dong ding doors and then running. You don't know what oh, ding-dong yeah. ditch is? I've never heard of it. You go ding-dong um, and run and they answer the door. Yeah, yeah. Now I know, yes. They've been doing a bit of that. And he said, oh, I got in trouble today. And I'm like, what for? He's like, I was ding-dong ditching all the, the admin stuff. <laughs> oh, that's great. I was I was. And you've proud. never been prouder. Yeah, yeah. I know. Because he's like, having fun. Go you're, you. a cool, you're a cool kid. Yeah. 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 And I said, oh, that's not very good that you did that. He said, nah, I'm fucking cool. And I was. <laughs> oh, he said fucking. Right. <laughs> yeah, he said fucking. Have you met his mother? <laughs> yeah, he is. It's my son. The nut does not fall far from the tree. Can I can I ask you something serious though? Based yeah. based on this, it's um it's taken you. Would you say you and your your husband a while to get from the point of the initial diagnosis of of what Teddy's um going through, and then now where he is now, which is a point where he's really shining, which is fantastic. Anybody that's at that initial stage now that's listening, have you got any kind of advice for them? A listener yes, that well, might that's be why in this- I. That's why I made my show because it was the show I needed to see at that point because yeah. it takes a couple of years to reach a point of acceptance and kind of feeling optimistic about it because mm. when it first happens, it knocks your socks off and everyone goes through denial and then they, they it's, it's, it's tough and a lot of marriages break up. But, um, yeah, the advice I would give, which is my ongoing line, is fuck normal. Um, yeah. Because normal is not exceptional, is it? It's just normal. Uh, so fuck normal. And you know what? There's normal kids out there and they've got their own issues. Everyone's got their own issues. Of course they and do. And it's become so mainstream. It's almost, mm. it's everywhere. And you've just gone, ah, 
whatever. That's right. Everyone's being diagnosed with ADHD. The other night I was having a conversation with a girlfriend. I was like, maybe we have ADHD because we were talking and we're like, oh, crap. Like we're, yeah. these are some of the signs because we're talking about it, which is great. And let's face it, I think, we, I mean, we're all on the damn spectrum. It just depends oh, yeah. on what part of the spectrum you're on. Correct. So you're right. It is so good yeah. that it is mainstream. And you've just got to massage your expectations because for the most part, um, they're going to end up being your best mate. Yeah, they may not move out as early as your other kids, but I think for most parents that's not a bad thing. We want them to hang out with us. So, yeah, when you change your expectations that, oh, he's probably not going to be on the rowing team in Harvard, then um, you're all right. Yeah. Yeah. That's my advice. And now's probably more than ever ever to get your show back on the road and do that again. Probably. Because it's things I Things do change and move pretty quickly, don't they? They're now coming full circle to where a lot more of the general public can go. Actually, there is, I'm breaking down those negative barriers and really seeing what light can be found, which is great. Yeah, I was saying to my husband, it's really annoying. I feel like I'm always five years ahead. So I did that show five years ago when it was completely controversial. This is what I'm saying. Yeah, you don't dare talk about it. And then the next show I did was Bad Barbie. And now look what's coming out. Well, you tell us about Bad Barbie. <laughs> Can you explain it to our listeners if they haven't, if they introduce us to Bad Barbie? Oh, Bad Barbie, just imagine. She, she was rebelling against the feminist movement. So she was the yeah. opposite. Like she's like, girls would just stop petitioning to have equal rights because I don't want to have to take the bins out. Like there are some things... <laughs> I'm really happy to have the way they are. I don't want to go to war. I don't want to go to Afghanistan. I want to go to the plaza and get my nails done. So, you know, there are some feminist movements. They're a little bit over the top. Can we just find the balance? Yeah. I mean, we are different after all. But there's funny in that, I think, and that is what comedy is, even if it is kind of a bit of a serious subject matter, some way worse than others, but there are many comedians that do touch on those kind of things. It is nice to sometimes just take the edge off and, I think laughter is the best medicine for everything. Yes. So even if we know that there's there's there is a major feminist movement out there and we need to stand up for ourselves to be able to progress further, we can also have a giggle at the same time to take the pressure off. Exactly. Like what what about the poor grid girls? Like they don't have a job anymore. Neither do Victoria's secret oh. angels. They they're too good looking. <laughs> oh. And you know, that for for our own benefit. The grid girls have yeah. been, they used to pay for uni by being a grid girl. So we've gone a bit overkill. They're yeah. still allowed to be attractive people waltzing around in bikinis. That's all right. This is this is the funny thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, look, can we talk about the Channel 9 comment? Oh, oh, wait, what? That was when I got cancelled. Hang on, which one, she says, which one? <laughs> <laughs> How many networks have I alienated? Oh, the turkey stuffing. Was it the turkey stuffing? Yes, the turkey stuffing. That's right. Yes. Um, Wetting my pants. Oh, yeah, that's right. It was, that was back when I was a social commentator. Um, So Are you allowed to talk about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll I'll talk about anything. I don't care anymore. Fuck it. Going to Europe. Don't care. My favourite kinds of of guests. It's like a, like a a hand grenade. I've pulled the pin. Because I know I've already got eight days to go. <laughs> Chuck it, run. Oh. Yes. Oh, wow. We've caught her on the good end of this. Excellent. That comment it was about, can you just 
do you remember it? Can yeah. you talk about it? Only because I didn't think it was that bad. No, no it was not that bad. Uh, we, they'd done a, a survey or a poll saying what do guys find more attractive, women in their lingerie or women in their pajamas. <laughs> and then onesies, this yeah. one woman's had this serious commentary about it, you know, and then they turned to me and they're like, Nikki, what do you think? And I said, well, <laughs> I've never heard this. Nikki, I love what your husband said. My, my husband always said, you don't look at the turkey when you're stuffing it. So, <laughs> Oh, they're just happy to be stuffing something. Yes, in other words. exactly. They're just happy that you've starfished oh. and let them have a go because <laughs> it's been a month. The, the hosts were laughing, but then they retracted back and then the guy said, oh, I won't look at a, a turkey the same this uh, Christmas yes. or something. Like quick, that. patch it up, patch it up, patch it up. Look, uh, they've just become so, I think what's buggering Australian television is the censorship regulations, yeah. which the streaming services yeah. don't have because they're still acting like yeah. we're in the 1950s where people speak like this and, you know, they're all very proper. Yeah. I think uh, Censored, as you the said. horse is bolted on that. Your kids are Googling, you know, OnlyFans at God 12 nowadays. They're well ahead of us and people are <laughs> open to have a laugh. And, um, yes, I think Completely. I feel sorry for the networks. They have to water down everything and they're ending up with beige on beige that's right they want to relate to it and we're so past this whole censorship and being controlled and told what to like because it's everything's out there which is beautiful because we can do all of this now I think we crave a little bit of uh, not just the reality but a little bit of living on the edge too I mean look at Teddy of of age five door dashing the admin staff at school whatever it's called door bashing door dashing (laughs) dashing. (laughs) I think that's like an Uber Eats yeah, let's call right. it. Let's call it door dashing. I ding think dong, it's in us. Ding dong ditching. It is ding we're dong ditching, and we're all pretending. That's what that I mean. We're proper. Like, yeah, we like the realism, but we also like a little bit of an edge too. Not at someone else's expense, where we're hurting someone else or or bullying. Nothing like that. But I just mean the idea of where you hear something a little bit on the edge, you're going to laugh at that. Because you and know it's true. No, it's true. That's why we overshare way too much. Like some people will go, wow, I I know all about your period cycle and your vagina. And I go, that's right, because we, <laughs> we talked about that. We forget that we're actually saying that and someone's listening. Yeah. But that's okay because if they took away something like, oh, wow, my vagina is also purple now <laughs> after having kids, then that's good. It's a great thing. I'm glad they can walk around feeling proud of their Labia. Purple vagina. Bits. Yeah. yeah. All three of them. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> three labia bits, you mean? No, no, three, three vaginas after three a listener. bad birth. I was, oh, <laughs> I was assuming that. I was like, you have a third lip? Shit. Everyone's got three lips and I only have two. Imagine that. There you go. Three she's lips. Got, she's got a two-lipped vagina. <laughs> have you ever seen anything so weird in your life? <laughs> Can you show me? <laughs> I compare the pair. Anyway. Oh, which, by the way, you mentioned OnlyFans. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. And your love for helping koalas, Bush Barbie. This is hilarious. I love it. Mm. So good. Oh, look. What did you do? Everyone loves a good PR (laughs) stunt, don't they? And I was in the desperate realm of trying to make my pilot stand out. But within the pilot, my character, Bush Barbie, interviews an OnlyFans 
you call her a legend, Renee Gracie, who's now got her own OnlyFans V8 racing team right now. I don't know if you oh, followed wow. that. But, yes, my character is running for prime minister and she decides that the best way to earn points with the country is to unbugger the koalas. And she's like, how do I do that? I need lots of money really, really fast. OnlyFans, of course. So in the show, my character sets up an OnlyFans page to save the koalas. And then with Pilot Week imminent, I went, oh, maybe I should do it in real life. And actually, I did it as my character, set up an OnlyFans page to actually unbugger Mm. the koalas. And um, it went off its tits. But... (laughs) <laughs> pardon the pun, but the awkward thing about it was that. Oh, uh, uh, no pink bits. No, this was. In fact, I'm probably the first page to have complaints that I, there's not enough on show. Oh, um, I was going to say, what did you actually have to wear? Show? show? What did oh, you do? I always had like marsupials strapped to my muff, and like you know, <laughs> yes, floor, floor and fauna, and yeah, yeah, yeah. marsupial strapped to your like, marsupial. Yeah, a platter pussy. I had it strapped <laughs> down below. And there's a lot of tri- I like, like you, you've seen Austin Powers, the scene with um, what's the tits, Liz Hurley, and that where they're passing the pineapples and doing. There's a lot yes. of that going on. Um, so yes. Yeah, so so was, you're not actually nude in this. No, never oh, nude. Covering. And it's important I, I get that it. out That's there. That's why they're upset. They want to see your nips. Yeah, they do. They really do. Like you just check my inbox every day. It's like, can we get a slip of nip? When can we see some classy puss? All of this is just coming in. Classy puss. Classy puss. Were you wearing a blazer? Nude but a blazer. Yeah. <laughs> With just a puss hanging out. Unfortunately. Classy puss. They knew, they knew you were posh, see? Classy. Yeah, they a classy to... vagina. So I sent them a photo of Grumpy Cat in a tie. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I love it. Can I ask on OnlyFans, because yes. I haven't been on there, but are people nude on there? Or is it more just photos of like a bit racy? Or are oh, they nude? There are people? different tiers. That it's a very oh. diverse <laughs> right. um, Even I know that website. But no, I mine was very oh, like man. high class. I hired photographers, makeup artists. I made oh, it wow. like just think yeah. like a Maxim photo shoot. You Something. hired a platypus. Yeah, I hired a platypus for the day. Yeah, was it live? <laughs> it was at the start. Two bearded dragons. <laughs> oh, I didn't think of them. Yeah. That would have been cling, a good idea. Well. And we did stuff with stickers. It's amazing. Like we ended up, my husband organised all the shoots because he's Of course he creative. did. <laughs> of course. Yes. He was a director. He, he basically <laughs> had an account at Spotlight because it's amazing what you can do with haberdashery and and craft. <laughs> $10,000 was the number I seen that you raised. Is it more than that? Was it? No, that, I did that in the first day. So First day. Wow. The first day. Yeah. So it goes to show just how much money you can make on this platform. Um, I ended up. need to get on there. I did it for a wow. month and raised 25K. Yeah. Amazing. That's amazing. And then there have been many requests for me to keep the page going. And I'm like, oh, that's tempting, but there's still such a stigma. And it's hard. You can't explain to people, no, it's all right. I, I'm not the porn chick because people hear OnlyFans and they just assume yeah. it's like. This is the thing. Clunge. What does it cost? to? Does it cost to sign up or they pay? Are you thinking of this? No, no. <laughs> so how much does it cost? And um, <laughs> I, I was $15 a month just for them to follow the main 
page, but then yeah. you can send private messages or videos with a paywall. So they have to pay, say, five bucks to open the video. Oh. And they don't know what it is. So it could be yes. a cat. <laughs> so, need a tie. <laughs> yeah. So if you really want to piss them off, yeah. you can send them the classy post that is Grumpy Cat and they've already paid and they've opened it and, yeah. well, they unsubscribe. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so there are multiple of And apparently I have not done this, but lots of guys request and are willing to pay a lot of money to have their dick rated. Oh, oh. really? So I, oh my God, yes. I don't want to get onto that. To have your dick rated. <laughs> no, to rate their dick if they're going to pay me. Oh, yes, to rate yeah. Yeah, they're paying you yeah. to rate their dick. And I said to all my girlfriends, do you yes. want to have like a Prosecco penis party? Oh, that's so We, yes. And we'll just all sit there and rate and I'll just share all the profits yeah. with you. But, um, or they could, or they could just donate it. to the koalas as well. I mean, we're all, you know. Well, you could make the penis money and then donate to the yeah. koalas. Yes. Or donate it to the school and then watch them sweat <laughs> about receiving untoward funds raised. That's hilarious. Sure. Yes. So I spoke to other charities and they said, this is this gave me the shits actually. They said, oh, no, we can't receive money having been raised in that way. And I'm like, who are you morally to decide yes. where the money comes from? It's not your money. This is money for the fucking koalas. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, Oh, this is a very interesting ethical debate because another woman got on Facebook and got really shitty at me (laughs) for raising money on OnlyFans for the koalas because she raises money for the koalas. I do it in an honest way. I'm like, who cares? It's going to the koalas. (laughs) Like, what? So, yeah, there is like an ethical barrier. That's not fair, actually, because, look, there's one thing when you say there's like drug money or something like that, there's a whole other kettle of fish when you're talking about one of the, let's say, the oldest trade in the world. Let's say there's a mum as a sex worker. She's a good mum, looks after her kids, feeds them. They go to a lovely school. They're well-dressed. But that is what she does for a living. She donates to the school quiz night. Is her money no good because she is a sex worker? Her money wouldn't even be good with the bank. My bank account was frozen. <gasps> what? Really? I didn't know they yes. were allowed to do that. Why? Yeah. Based. Why? Three of the big four banks won't allow you to bank with them if you are earning money through sex work. Well, wow. Mm. That's crazy. I didn't so know there that. There we go. Newsflash. Nikki, you are leaving. You said in eight days. Yes. Eight days. Where are you going and why? Yes. What's the whole premise of your moving overseas? With your family in tow. We're having, yeah. Yes, we're having a big life overhaul, midlife crisis, all of it all wrapped into one slash COVID rebelling because when COVID happened, we were in Victoria. So mm. that kind of robbed us of our lives for a bit. But then we moved to Queensland. But we've been wanting to go overseas for a long time. And we need to detox our kids off all their games and their gaming because they became yeah. addicts during lockdown because they were just permanently on it. Um, so, yeah, we're going on a European tour for seven months. Wow. We've bought a car over there. We've booked all accommodation. And we are just living our best lives because when Shane Warne died, we went, well, shit, 
that could be us next. Yeah. So let's do it now. So we sold our house in Victoria. We bought a, a V8 Audi over there. So that's part of the crisis. <laughs> I said to him, I want a car that's really angry with a big ass. So we're going to be fanging around. And yeah. I'm also doing Edinburgh over there. So there's still a bit of work that I'm doing because I feel like I've burned every bridge in Australia now. I probably need to move to a different market. So where's your, where is your first stop when you go overseas, Nikki? Well, we arrive in Nice. That's your itinerary. Nice. In the Cote d'Azur. Oh, no, 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 no. Yeah. yeah. And then we've got this fancy villa that we've booked because we wanted to arrive in style. And then, um, yeah, then we're going all over the place. We're doing a lot in the UK. I'm going to have yep. a crack at the UK market, see if they like me better than everyone here. And then They'll Edinburgh, love you. and then we're going to, I hope so. And we're going to Italy for a bit and then back to France, maybe a bit of Spain. Then we're kind of winging it after that. Oh, I love the winging it part. Yes. Was that you, was that your decision to do the winging it? Because when I my husband and I have booked holidays, I'm like I like to organize everything and he goes, "Oh, let's just let's just wing it in Thailand." <laughs> and we end up in some weird places like some love hotel, yeah. you know, owned by the cab driver's like cousin, stuff like that. Mm. Yeah, no. So have you uh, organized it like that both of you are on the same page or No. He is <laughs> he is OCD with plans. Oh. He's he could, if I said, what are we doing on September 24th for lunch? He's like, oh, I've booked us into this restaurant uh, in Lake Garda. Oh, wow. It's, yeah. So we can see where the autism comes from, just saying. Given that you did Just for Laughs in Sydney recently, you yes met some new friends. Alan Carr, he might be able to yes. help you over there and set you up. Oh, the I'm gonna, yeah. I'm going to try and hook a brother up. Um, well, he's, I'm going to get a brother to hook a sister up. Yes. And also like Rob Beckett and Stephen K. Amos, he's actually Great. been. A, love him. He's been really helpful already. Amazing. So I'm going to try and take Bush Barbie over Do there. It. I think they'll like yeah, Bush pack Barbie. Yeah, pack her with you. Yeah, pack her in the suitcase. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she needs a whole suitcase. Her boots, they're like steel cap boots. That's they're enormous. Be. And, and then, then the, precious, the precious hat in the hat box. Yep, and a platypus. Yes. In a cage, take that with you. Yeah. The platypus here got some koala earrings. Mm, yeah, love it. Yeah. Brilliant. Oh, my God. I think we should do with Nikki a Who Would You Rather. Was about to we'll say that too. We, so we do with our okay. guest, Nikki, Who Would You Rather. Bang, more or less, mm-hmm. isn't it? Banging. Mm. Tantric sex. That tantric okay. sex. Okay. Mm. And we usually pick okay. interesting people. Um, so, oh, I've got one. Mm. Yeah, is there? Okay. Who, who Would You Rather. Megan Markle or Kate Middleton? I think Kate Middleton because she's more of a bloke anyway, isn't is she? she? <laughs> kind of... She's quite like I think she'd be tough. Like yeah. if, if there was a giver and a taker with a strap on, I think she would certainly be the giver. Wow, that's which interesting would... you say that. Yeah, right. Because she's in charge. Mind you, Megan Markle's given it to the whole royal family. Yeah. So maybe she's more of a giver than a taker. No, no, I'll stick Get with, with Kate. I'll stick with yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Blokiness yeah. of Kate Middleton. You heard it here first. We had a laugh recently <laughs> about fantasizing about char- characters, like you know, in um, Disney characters or whatever. Cartoon now, characters. Cartoon characters. If if you were a cartoon character, who you'd basically get off with? Now you are Bush Barbie. You could imagine maybe Bush Kent, whatever. But who have you got? Anyone that you were like, I kind of fancied him. Was it? 
I don't know. A hot Disney character, like Aladdin or a hot Disney. (laughs) Um, No, okay, Disney character that I've got the hots for. Oh, I like Ariel's dad. Oh, King Titan. Oh, King Titan. Is that it? Yes. Yeah, giant areolas. (laughs) He's just, yeah, bigger than mine, about time. He's just ripped. Yeah. He's he ripped is for an old boy. Where does he hide his penis though? Because he has mermaid legs or a mermaid tail thing. It goes all the way down and comes out the, the bottom. bottom. Oh, between the fins. <laughs> oh, sick. I can imagine it curling up. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Maybe it's yeah, the he's, corkscrew he, kind. I quite like him. You like him. Okay. <laughs> well done. Good answer. Yeah. Good answer. That is We're going to rack them up. Thank you. We're going to put a little compilation together of all of these. I reckon. <laughs> it's great. Oh my so god, Nikki. Well, oh. well lovely. Um, thank yeah. you so much for chatting to was us. It? Oh, it was. <laughs> it was lovely. Oh no, come on. Gem. But thank you for coming on Motherhood a Beautiful Nightmare. Yeah. What a gas. You're a gem. Oh, that's all right. Thanks for having me. Motherhood a Beautiful Nightmare is produced by Soundball Productions and hosted by Chanel Franklin and Tamara Linky. We would love to hear from you, so please email us on motherhoodabeautifulnightmare at gmail.com or just for kicks, check out our website at motherhoodabeautifulnightmare.com. Also, if you enjoyed this episode of Motherhood a Beautiful Nightmare and can find two minutes in between managing those little nutters, we'd be so grateful if you could rate, review and subscribe wherever you listen to this podcast. Hey, word on the street is it helps people find us. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.